On today's episode, we recap Thursday night football between the Bills and the Patriots. Deshaun Watson will have some unexpected guests in the stands this Sunday against the Texans. And LeBron wants questions about Jerry Jones. This and much, much more. It's time to sideline the agenda. Welcome to Sideline the Agenda. My name is Scott, and with me is Chris. Welcome to the show that sidelines the talking points of the corporate sports media. We give you our opinions unapologetically, nothing is out of bounds, and every subject is fair game. Coming up, yay goes cray cray. When police call out to Antonio Brown, he can't be found, and we quickly look at NFL Week 13. But first, we would like to invite you to join our agenda to sideline the agenda by subscribing to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy your podcast entertainment. You can also follow us on Twitter at Sideline Agenda. Sideline the Agenda. Time to get off the sideline and into the game. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Sideline the Agenda. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> welcome, 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 everybody, to the show that sidelines the agenda of the corporate sports media um, and uh, athletes and, and, and all of that as well. Uh, we, we got a lot to, to talk about this, uh, this uh, episode here. We've, we've got a little, uh, what are we talking? We're talking Antonio Brown. We're talking uh, maybe a little uh, Kanye, excuse me, yay. Formerly known as Kanye West, uh, we also are going to hit up uh, NFL Week 13 of some of the highlight games in our predictions. Deshaun Watson returning to uh, Houston, and of course, uh, college playoffs. Um, we're going to hit that as well. The, that's been approved. Twelve-game uh, playoff system. We'll, we'll get into that later on in the show for sure. Uh, first, off the bat, Chris, by chance, did you catch the new Indiana Jones, uh, the the Dial of Destiny trailer? <laughs> Uh, I saw little, little bitty snippets, but not really. No, it actually, I gotta say, it doesn't look, it doesn't look half bad. They don't really give much up regarding the trailer. It looks like it's action packed. It looks like an Indiana Jones uh, movie. There's no Shiloh blah bluff or whatever that clown's <laughs> name was. There's no, none of that to be blah, seen. Blah. No, no crystal skulls anywhere, as far as I can tell. And it seems like the Nazis have 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 made a made a comeback. <laughs> Into the yeah, uh, it seems to be a, a theme. Yeah, lately. exactly. <laughs> yeah, you'll be proud of that. I, I <laughs> you'll be happy to see that. Um, but uh, I got to say, it does look it does look good. Now they could be hiding all like the the Hollywood woke crap, you right, know, just right. to just to keep uh, people in interest uh, peaked. But um, I'm I'm hopeful. Uh, I, I'm hopeful that in the wake of say you know uh, Top Gun Maverick, you know, just like old school entertainment, yes. get back to get back to the that foundations awesome. of, of of the glory days of those those movies and those in the 80s and 90s of, of just right. stupid simple good story fun positive entertainment um you know they if you build that they will come um yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm hoping i'm hoping that's what they did especially I'm with assuming, this uh, beloved franchise yeah i'm assuming spielberg is directing i actually have no idea i i uh, uh after watching yeah, i'm hoping at least spielberg and and lucas were involved hopefully i mean you, you got to have them involved at, at least right you would like to think but, that yeah, they would I, be i don't know involved yeah. in some way shape but, or form i mean spielberg probably doesn't like, have to necessarily be the director per you know per se but uh, sure you'd like to think that at least uh they were they were involved as far as the uh, the stories yeah, concerned. Executive producer or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. What am I looking at? I'm looking at James Mangold. Uh, is is that correct? I I don't know who that is, 
but he is listed it sounds as familiar. the yeah, story by uh, credit, but that's just because he's the, the creator uh, is George Lucas. And then, of course, I see Steven Spielberg and George Lucas listed as the executive producers. That doesn't necessarily okay. mean that they're heavily involved, but they're involved in yeah. one way, shape, or form. Um, I'm but curious, is, uh, yeah, does Indiana Jones still fall under the Disney umbrella, or, or is that not part of the Lucasfilm That's a good question. I actually think they fall under Paramount. You mean as far as like a streaming service is concerned, or, or well, just like in general? The, like, the, yeah, the full rights to, of that franchise. Like, I don't think Disney owns them is the point. Yeah, I don't think they do. Okay. I think it's a Paramount yeah, so it, deal. We might be able to dodge the woke bullet on this one. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully. It just seems like everything, that's just the uh, the way things are presented It's like a requirement. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like it. Uh, Thursday night last night, Thursday night football uh, was the uh, Buffalo Bills and the uh, New England Patriots in New England. Um, the Buffalo Bills went in and, and won as expected, uh, 24-10. I thought, the, I thought the Patriots would put up a little more of a fight than they did. It seemed like their defense was just completely flat. Uh, Buffalo Bills now sitting 9-3. and three. Uh, any, any big surprises here, Chris, in regards, to, uh, in, in regards to that game last night? Not really. It went pretty much exactly as I thought. I, I thought New England was going to really struggle to score, and the defense would keep it kind of competitive for the most part. But just uh, eventually, it's just going to be an avalanche that they just can't hold back anymore. So the first half, they kept it close. You know, they missed that field goal, which which would have made it somewhat respectable. And then second half, they they just they can score the ball. And Buffalo, you keep punting the ball to them, they're going to get down there and score no matter how good your defense is. So, yeah, it basically went exactly as as we all thought. Josh Allen, I mean, just doing what Josh Allen does, running all over the field, passing deep, making. I mean that that one uh, that one play when he's heading towards the sideline, they were like the eight yard line. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it seemed like great. he was going to get pushed out. And, and uh, you know, of course, uh, the Patriots, their their secondary just stopped coverage. <laughs> they just like, I guess they <laughs> thought he was going to run out, you know, like a play to the whistle, right, boys? Uh, but, uh, you know, Josh Allen was still able to make a, a against the grain throw, so to speak, for a touchdown. I mean, I mean they, they, they were looking good. They were looking a lot better than they yeah. have in the previous games. So um, definitely it seems like the Bills are, are getting back on track, even despite uh, a lot of the injuries that they've had. I know that they were struggling a lot last night with their offensive line. Um, of course, we know that uh, Von Miller's out, but uh, he's he's hopeful in regards to his return. Um, so I, I'm seeing seeing nothing but positivity on yep. the horizon for for the Buffalo Bills. Yep. Um, so uh, let's move on to to uh, oh, actually real quick one one comment uh, just because we're we're resident Rams fans here. Uh, just seeing Andrew Whitworth sitting at the desk. Boy, did he look cool, <laughs> calm, and collected? Right? He looked like he dodged a bullet. You know, because yeah. I know that the Rams were pecking at him earlier in this season, saying, uh, you know, maybe maybe come back out of retirement, come back to LA. We could use you. You could help bolster our O line. And, and and boy, did he make the right decision. Right, sitting there at yeah, that desk, he seemed, he seemed cool as a cucumber. <laughs> That's right. He's just rode off in the sunset with that Super Bowl ring. Not going to go back and get into that mess. Yet. Oh man. That's right. All right. Well, uh, let's uh, move on. Um, some uh, TMZ style uh, uh, news, if you will. And, and just seems, I don't know, is there a full moon out tonight? It just seems like everybody's losing their mind. <laughs> but um, a warrant for former Tampa Bay Buccaneers wide receiver Antonio Brown was issued. Uh, Tampa Bay police spent uh, at least an hour trying to get him to come out of his house. Uh, ABC Action News had a crew at the scene where police used a megaphone to call out to Brown to come out of the house. Police told Brown they'd uh, already spoke with his attorney. After using the megaphone, they continued to call out to Brown with uh, their voices while knocking on the door. At one point, uh, Tampa Bay police yelled at Brown, um, we're not going anywhere. Uh, and uh, so th 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 there seems to be... Um, 
there was an arrest warrant I know issued for him uh, in regards to um, some kind of uh, uh, status in regards to whether or not the individual can pose a significant danger uh, causing either, either personal injury to themselves um, or, uh, you know, in the near future by having a firearm or any ammunition. And I, I guess they know that Antonio Brown has a, a couple of weapons. And so there was a, a warrant and affidavit issued. Uh, and uh, so they they went to go serve this, I guess. And, and um, uh, there, were, there was also a situation that, uh, that, that really spurred all of this. It was uh, with, a, with a female friend. Um, I know that, uh, that, uh, Brown, he began throwing apparently, uh, the woman's belongings out of the house at some point, uh, before police arrived, Brown allegedly came out of the home and threw a shoe at the victim, striking her in the ponytail. This was the most <laughs> weird thing that was written in this article and he hit her in the ponytail with a shoe. Like that, is that really, does that even count as like hitting a lot of, like, a lot of nerves <laughs> in that ponytail? Wow. That hurts. <laughs> Man, everybody's <laughs> really struggling. Bruise up, yeah. Swell up. That everybody's so well. <laughs> really desperately trying to be the, the the victim, aren't they? In any way, shape, or form, you know. Um, but uh, the the police arrived. Brown had allegedly locked all of the doors and windows to the home and refused to come out. Um, police they uh, made multiple attempts to get Brown to open the home, but were never successful. According to the Tampa Bay uh, Police Department, Brown had placed an informal eviction notice on the door and repeatedly said the woman had to, no right to be at or enter the house. Um, so, uh, you know, I, like we said, uh, is is there is there a, a a full moon out there? I mean, this has been many. This has just been one of many actions lately that Antonio Brown has um, uh, has committed. Uh, and uh, questionable things, especially on social media. He, he, he's been posting several, you know, uh, like he, he uh, uh, put, uh, what did he do with uh, Tom Brady's uh, Giselle? He, he posted that. Yeah, he that. did like a nude picture. Yeah. It was like a Photoshopped <laughs> nude picture. He like stuck her face on it. He did exactly. another one where he was like, I mean, the stuff he was doing in Dubai, and then, yeah, he seemed to have a little bit of oh, a yeah, session right. with Dubai. Giselle for a little bit. Yeah. Where he was the nude and jumping, the guy is totally yes. out of control, man. He really is. He's totally out of control. So I mean, this, this, of course, you know, to me, it's like I look at Antonio Brown, and you know, not to unfairly judge somebody, but uh, that's all we can really do, especially as commentators here on a, a format like this. Uh, you know, he just doesn't seem. It seems like we have a, a bit of a mental illness problem in this country. Uh, you know, it doesn't seem like everything's right. It doesn't seem like he's he's stable and. Um, or, you know, we have a uh, narcissism problem, which is also a possibility uh, when you have somebody who, who uh, seems to desperately always need to be in the headlines. Um, they will do yeah. just about anything to, to make that happen. Um, I don't know. Like we, were, uh, we brought up uh, Ye, uh, Kanye West, with uh, his recent actions. I don't know. Is this the, the are these the actions of people of mental illness? Or are these the actions of somebody having a a uh, what do they say a, a breakdown, um, a mental breakdown? Are these the actions of somebody who is 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 unwell mentally, emotionally, spiritually? Are these is it fair to lump these two in the same situation? I, I, I don't know, but it just does. It does seem that the one thing that I would argue that both of these individuals have in common is they tend to be narcissistic. 
and they tend to want to be, like I said, in the headline. Um, and us as a society are, are, are God, we're just more than willing to uh, gobble this stuff up and and uh, <laughs> comment on the controversy, so to speak. That does make us all collectively feel better, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I would. I would definitely say that Antonio Brown. I think. The man is is definitely out of control. Yeah. Uh, whether there's something that's physically wrong with his brain, you know, people talk about CTE. Maybe maybe that's had an effect. I have no idea. I can't really speculate on that. Uh, is it really attention seeking behavior? Uh, possibly, but I think it also might be just the fact that he's Antonio Brown. Right. So therefore, any little thing he does, the TMZers and and the media, they're going to be all over it. So the guy he probably got into some spat with this woman that he was probably with. And, you know, they got into an argument and he wanted nothing to do with her anymore. So he kicked her out. And she you know, called the whole cops. drama, <laughs> throws the shoe at her and she reports hits her it. The and now, yeah. Hits her in the ponytail, <laughs> knocks her weave off or something. I, I don't know. And then she reports it and they're like, Oh, well that's Antonio Brown. He's got this history of erratic behavior. Right. And plus he's a celebrity. So now it's in, now it's a big issue when it, if it's just some dude down the street doing this, you know, damn well, the cops aren't going to come over there and sit out there for an hour and, you know, have, be afraid that he's got guns and he's going to kill himself. This is the Tampa Bay police department. Come out of the house with your hands up, please. Come out clothed, please. <laughs> Make sure you got your your clothes on. Yeah, Antonio, so I, <laughs> this is Tom Brady. <laughs> Step out of the house, bud. Come on, Come let's not on, turn this buddy. into a situation, bud. We can still work this out. I need a third. Uh, I need a slot receiver. I need a slot receiver real bad. <laughs> We're trying to make a push for the playoffs. Come on, buddy. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah. So oh, as, as far as Brown goes, I I can't really lump him in with with Con or with Yay at right. all. I think they're on two completely different with a pass. I don't think Yay's behavior, um, even though it seems to be. I wouldn't even say it's erratic because he's actually pretty consistent with what he's doing. Right. Uh, he's going out. I would agree with that. He's, yeah. He's speaking. He's speaking his mind. I don't think he's crazy at all. Um, I think he's got some views that a lot of people would think are crazy because it's not, well, what people normally talk about, I guess, in everyday conversation. And it's not illegal but, to have crazy views. You know, that's absolutely. The other thing. I, I mean, I think that's kind of his point is he's saying some some things that are man, they're on the money, they're on point, there are some truths that need to get out there. And then he also is saying some other things that are just like, totally, whoa, dude, I, yeah, <laughs> like, this is toxic. what are you, like, why are you going to... there? Yeah, just completely <laughs> so he, off the wall. So, uh, but he, I think he's doing that on purpose to let people know that, hey, I can say whatever I want. Yeah, but so, and so whether you doing, like it or not. Yeah. If he's yeah, doing it's, that, it's, that's where narcissism comes into play then. Because like, or, or he's, you know, he's just trying to rattle the cage for, for, for that sake. I, I don't, I feel like that's, uh, personally, my take on him is that it's, well, anyway, let's back up real quick. He's, so he was on, what happened? He was on Alex Jones and, <laughs> right. and he was saying some shit about Hitler. Like what happened he, there? So one of the, one of the very hot quotes that you're going to see probably cut up everywhere is that. Ye says, I love Hitler. Uh, Ye says he uh, 
doesn't and think he was all referring Nazis, to okay, all no, Nazis were bad. Uh, Ye says that Hitler did some good things. You know that that kind of stuff. You're going to see those. Uh, and and to Ye personally, he's absolutely a narcissistic. He even basically says it himself. I've I listened to his music for a long time. I've been following him ever since he came out. And uh, he he always has had a big ego. He's always has had a big head. He even will have certain lines that he'll he'll acknowledge it himself. So I think that's absolutely playing a part. Um, but I think he's using some of the shocking stuff like saying I love Hitler and whatnot to try and draw attention to his larger message, which is I love everyone. And that what's going on in society with the cancel culture, with just the hate, the constant hate, the constant bickering, the constant just, oh, he said this, or she said that, or they're doing this, so now we got to get after them for that. And then they're getting after us for, you know, it's just constantly fighting that it's not productive. It's not helping society. It's it's tearing it down. And he's trying to have a message of, we got to be Christ-like. We got to follow Jesus he is love. God is love. Therefore, God loves everybody, even the bad people, even the sinners. You can, you can hate the sin, and you can still love the person. And you, in, and possibly by showing them love, you might actually open up an avenue and open up a dialogue to that person to make them come to the good side, if you will. Whereas opposed to if you just come out the, at them with anger and vitriol and oh, you're evil. We got to get you. You're 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 not really opening a door for that. You're just gonna make them run away. So I could see some of what he's trying to do, but I don't think he he does it in the smoothest way. Obviously, yeah. I think that and yeah, it, it's it can be kind of counterproductive. It is because um, it's like I mean to me this is what because I I totally hear what you're saying and and I I th- I, pro- I I ultimately probably agree with that's his his intent you know. Like he thinks what he's doing is, you know, um, perpetuating this message of love uh, from from a very New Testament standpoint. You know, there's a lot of us right. who still kind of adhere to some Old Testament God stuff where it's like you sure. know, God's wrath and is beautiful, too. You know, right. Especially when it becomes against a man against the innocence like of a child. Like right. God's wrath is just and pure and righteous, and 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 you know, like again with this whole uh, uh, Balenciaga uh, that uh, child clothing line that was like straight up promoting and 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 pushing pedophilia with their latest ad right. campaign. You know, he's saying, "Oh, you know, uh, God loves Balenciaga." No, like, no, no, God doesn't love Balenciaga. And now to to finish the tweet. You know, he wrote, you know, love is the answer. Jesus is the answer. Praying for all of the innocent artists and human and beautiful humans who have made clothing that had nothing to do with the ads. People's right. grandmothers work for Christ's sake. Okay, yeah, I get what you're saying, but I, this is where, this is my ultimate point about yay. I, I think he's stupid. I think he's too dumb. I think that he thinks he's smart because he's been surrounded by people who are smart. He then thinks that he's deep in but but what he's saying ultimately he's going the wrong way of saying what he's trying to get at he's trying to go and and maybe the, like you're saying maybe it is calculated he's trying to go to the the highest trigger button that you can go to yeah. <laughs> in regards to but to me it's like so simplistic that's why i say i don't think he's all that smart 
because it's like you're gonna go to Hitler. Like everybody goes to Hitler. Everybody like you're a Nazi. Right. You're a bad person. You're a Nazi. You're a bad person. You're gonna hit your Hitler. Uh, you know, uh, God is love. God loved Hitler. Everybody goes to Hitler, right? <laughs> like it's just yeah. to me right, because right. it's so simplistic. And maybe I don't know. Maybe that's that's a, a, a part of his message. But all of this said, it's like you can't also be part of something that uh, you know, like let's yeah, let's use Hitler. Let's use Nazis. It's like well, there was a lot of good Germans. You know, y- yeah but they were all still part of something. They all contributed. Those people have blood on their hands, just like uh, an FBI agent who goes and arrests, you know, a a, a parent who's uh, protesting for their kids, uh, not wanting... um, uh, harmful elements in their 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 child's education. You know, going to a town hall, FBI agents investigating those people that do that and take those assignments. Those those people are are, are whether they're good people just or doing not. Their job. They're not yeah. just doing their job. Exactly. They're complacent. They're complacent in sin. They're complacent in evil. They're complacent in all all this negative stuff. And so people still have to be held accountable. Um, uh, for, yeah, for what they sign off either on in, in, in their actions or, or, or just, you know, blatantly, you know, being a part of something like that. Anyway, that said, I think that somebody like him who has this megaphone knows that, Hey, the more ridiculous shit that I say into this mic, the more eyes I get. And that's where the narcissism comes in. That's where the ego comes in. That's where the addiction to, press good or bad or whatever, you know, is at play and make somebody push the envelope, become that shock jock, become that individual that is uh, saying highly controversial things, um, but lacks the self-awareness to realize that there's actual implications to to what now now what you're saying and how you're saying it and, and the implications yeah. are how you're perceived your message your ultimate right. message and and its effectiveness i believe that i believe in the first amendment i believe that somebody should be able to say something stupid the first amendment itself doesn't sign off on that that doesn't mean that oh we've got the first amendment it's okay for anybody to say what anything it's not okay sure. it's legal it's it's right. their right it's their human right you know with with but that that doesn't mean that we, we, you don't shut somebody down we don't agree in censorship either but that doesn't mean that you can't still say well i think you're an idiot for saying what you just said and you're losing me and and you know and what or what you're saying is frankly just wrong i right. still agree in your ability to say it i still agree in your uh freedom to be a moron an idiot a racist a whatever you know, in regards to speech, uh, uh, but uh, you know uh, that doesn't mean that um, that then because we have the First Amendment, that then makes you right or anybody right. Sure. Um, and 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 so I just wanted to make sure that you know we, we we got that out there too. So it's but but to me it's it's uh it's it's, it's it does the foundation is is definitely more egocentric. Uh, like I said, narcissists uh, and also may, maybe a little bit of stupidity all mixed together. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's unfair, <laughs> but that would be my take as far as all, all this uh, is concerned. Yeah. I, I, another thing that, I mean, I would highly recommend everyone to actually watch the entire thing. Uh, it's on band.video. You'll see it. Um, but another reason why I think he's doing the whole going to the extreme of the, uh, the Hitler thing, because, you know, he's been accused of being anti-Semitic because right. he's saying that a lot of Jews run the media and a lot of Jews are in positions of power, which is actually a fact. Now, whether they're colluding and you got, you know, conspiracies going on, there's probably right. some truth in that. There's probably some 
non-truth in that. So yeah, it's, that's it's kind of where it started, you know? Or, so now, yeah. yeah. And one of the things he says in the interview is uh, he's like, you know, back in, what was it? The the eighties or whatnot, when all the black people started basically calling themselves the N word, they're like, okay, that's what you are. You guys can use it. You, you that, that, that all the guys right. you, you use that, you can say that. And he's like, and then they, yeah, you know, we're shaking the ownership crack. of it. Right. <laughs> yeah. He's like, then they shipped a crack into the communities and they kind of wrecked the communities. And then the women, you know, the women, they're all, you guys are all, you, you can say that you're bitches. Oh, we're, right. we're bitches. And the women, all, they all call themselves bitches. He's like, so they're calling me an anti-Semite. So, okay. I love Hitler. So he's just kind of like, whatever you try to label me, I'm just going to take it on. And it, again, he, he could be smarter about it. Yeah, I think you, you yeah. got a point where I think he thinks he's a little bit smarter with some of his political stuff than he probably actually is. But at the yeah, same I think time, he thinks he's deep, but I, I don't yeah, think he's all yeah. that deep. Right, right. That doesn't and, mean uh, that doesn't mean that he his his intention behind. I think he could be better about the intentions behind his message. Right. Yeah, if, and if that's I, really what his message is, it's 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 a really it's like a bull in a china shop, man. Uh, if your <laughs> if your actual message is love. <laughs> Right, right. It's like, you know, what what he's going to be doing next is what, talking about serial killers, you know what I'm saying? And God loves them too. God loves Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, they literally said that during the interview. Alex Jones was like, he's like, you love Hitler? He's like, you love Mao? He's like, you love Jeffrey Dahmer? He's like, yes, yes, I I love everybody. (laughs) Yeah, it's, uh, uh, again, it's... uh, So him him saying you know yeah. him saying Jesus is king and love is the answer and Christ is the way you know I I can get on board with that but some of the other things that he says and the way he goes about it 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 can turn people off which can have kind of the opposite effect of what he's trying to achieve and I think that's where a lot of frustration is because uh, the people that you know hate him or or hate God or are atheists or hate Christ or you know. The, they're never going to convert no, over to that side. It's not anyway, reach there's them. nothing you can say. It's not going to reach them. Right. So they're going to hate them no matter what. Um, it's 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 some of those other people that I think are on that same wavelength, if you will, um, that you know maybe we can be less divisive and less critical. And if we could actually get that into society more, you know, society would be a much better place instead of having companies, for example, just only push one way and ostracize half of the nation. Um, instead of just being so political and actually just doing what's great for the country and great for people as right. a whole. I mean, that's kind of where the whole America first movement like kind of stemmed from. It was like, Hey, we're doing all this stuff all around the world. What's good for us and our country. Let's do that. And just by doing that, it will, a rising tide raises all ships, you know, right. the entire world will benefit from that. Um, yeah, I mean, we could talk about this all day, but very, very interesting. It was like the, the highest rated live podcast of all time. Um, yes, yeah, it was well, about three, it was about three hours. The guy like wore a, a mask the yeah, entire time. Say, he wore a mask the entire time. I mean, he again, wore a mask and not, he did this. Not he only, had like a, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's visually, uh, uh, getting in the way of his message. Yeah. He's and he did this getting with his message itself. Thing. It's getting completely skewed. And he, he did this thing a couple of times and I was just like, I was just like, oh my gosh, stop. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Where he had this little net. It was like, you know, those little like fish nets that you would like, you would like scoop a fish out of like an aquarium. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, little fish net. And he would start doing this little high pitched voice, like, hey, this is Nettie. This is Nettie. What oh do you think about that? Because he's talking about uh, Netanyahu, 
from oh, Israel. He's like the prime minister. Of, it was like, he would go on some weird tangent. It's just, yeah. Some I mean, of here's stuff the thing, kind of too. Like, he knows that he gets in the press for, like, again, mental breakdown, being crazy. You know, he's hitting all the, he's hitting all the, the themes yeah. again. Right. And, and that's why I go, dude, is this a big troll? Like, is he just really <laughs> looking to get into the headlines in any which way he can is this just 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 i mean yeah. good or bad does this ultimately help his brand and because yeah. because what it does is it, it entrenches those that are on his side and it entrenches those that have, who've been against him from the start nobody like you said is swayed one way or the other they just become more yeah. entrenched in their their opinion and it becomes the the, the yay faithful become that much more faithful uh, right. uh, but <laughs> I didn't even hear about him with the, the aquarium net. Yeah, it was talking about Nettie. Come on, man. Come on, man. It was kind of bizarre. <laughs> Where, but, when I saw him with that, like that, that faceless, you know, mask, you know, speaking of uh, SM, uh, you know, Bell and Saga or whatever. <laughs> come on, man. Like, what are you doing? And he, the funny thing, too, because it was like when he was the, just the brief clips that I saw, he's like all muffled, you know, because he's got cloth over his face. Right. <laughs> I mean, got to uh, hand it to him. It's damn entertaining. I'll, I'll, get, I'll give him that. <laughs> I mean, if That's you want to go the route of Twitter's artist, never been better, I exactly. guess. Exactly. <laughs> if you want to say that this is performance art and it's it's all it's avant-garde, you know, like, dude, I'm going to have to step back from the painting and, yeah. and put my hand on my chin. It's a and show. Think it's about it for a bit. Show, man. <laughs> Because because sure. that's complex. There's there's actual complexity there. Yeah. Then opposed to it just being you know easily dismissed as just mental illness. But um, right. <laughs> you know, ah uh, man, it's it's uh wow, it's a show. You're absolutely right about that. It is definitely a show. Well, we can move on from there because there's a show coming to Houston this Sunday. Um, Deshaun Watson, he's going to have some. Uh, unexpected guests down in Houston. About 10 of the women who <laughs> accused Watson of sexual harassment and assault during massages are planning to attend Sunday's game at Houston's NRG Stadium when the Browns take on the Texans and watch him play in his return from an 11-game suspension. Some of the women really want to attend the game um, and uh, you know make it, uh, make it known that they matter. Um, and uh, they want their voices heard. So, you know, good for them to uh, look in the face of uh, their uh, victimizer, I guess, uh, uh, and uh, to, to make their presence known. Great for the Houston Texans as a potential <laughs> distraction potential during the game. Potential W, right? Uh, what do you think of this? I, I I think this is lovely. Again, though, this this brings me back to the... Uh, I don't want to go as far as saying narcissism because these women are definitely victims. And I think that they're right... They're, they're, they're doing the bold and brave and courageous thing too. Because that, that's got to be hard, you know? Like, yeah. you, you go through this experience um, and then, uh, you know, obviously I think they all got settlements, right? So so there's right. that. But uh, then the, the to, to show show up, you know they're going to be on camera in some way, shape, or form. This then yep. takes me back to the whole narcissism aspect, egos, social media posts, things like that. Um, but uh, ultimately, w w what do you think of this? What do you, how do you think this will go? Um, and uh, is it, will this be an effective strategy for the Texans? I'm kidding when I say that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the Texans were the ones that spurred this. Uh, what's what's your takeaway from this as far as a look, uh, not just to Deshaun Watson, but how about the NFL as a whole? Because the thing I love about this is that they're going to have to cover it. You know, right. you, the ESPNers, the, 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 the woke uh, sports reporters 
can't not they, they can't you know sweep this under the rug and just go well there yep. are settlements you know what are these ladies complaining about you know what i mean like there there's actual tangible victims sitting in the stands that we will be able to see will they cover it how much will they cover it and um uh, what will it be its effects yeah, they these women listen to our our last show. Oh, that's true. That's <laughs> I, I right. I wanted to mention this. that you totally called this. I said this, they Chris. need you to totally get these women it. out there. Only ten? You guys? There's like 40, 40 more that could be there. Well, yeah, exactly. No, uh, <laughs> apparently, apparently, some of them didn't want to uh, want no, to attend. I, I could totally see that. No, I I actually was I posted a couple things on Twitter. I was basically saying that, um, you know, I kind of applaud them for showing up for the some of the exact same reasons you just said. Uh, one, I think it takes some guts to go out there Absolutely. and kind of show, lose your anonymity. I mean, most of us have no idea who these women were. Now they're going to be out there. They're going to be on camera. People are going to know who they are. Yep. Um, yeah, so you're maybe, out in the public be, eye. <laughs> uh, might be great for business. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I don't know exactly All the what they... Yeah, I don't know. Oh, well, there, yeah. Like, oh, I want to get a massage from that lady. How much did Deshaun pay? Oh, <laughs> Oh, double it. Oh, terrible. <laughs> you you, you got to be able to laugh at things, people. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, I think it, it, it does take some guts to go out there because, I mean, it definitely it, does. What, what exactly do they have to gain? I'm not sure because the lawsuit, it's already settled. It's not like they're, you know, trying to get more money out of it or, or something. I mean, maybe who knows? They'll Someone will pick them up to try and do some documentary. Some book I, deal. I, I, I don't know. Maybe a, a group book deal. Who knows? Um, but I don't, really think that, I don't really think that's the, uh, the goal. I think the goal is to let the NFL yeah. and all of us fans know that, hey, that guy out there, that guy making all this money, that guy going out there playing football that uh, you all just want to forget, especially NFL, you just you don't want to just sweep this under the rug and just move on. Hey, we still exist. We're still people. You know, this right. humanizes it a little bit more. This guy did something to us that you know, was we were coerced or we didn't want to do, you know, there's, there's a lot of, he said, she said there, uh, but the guy didn't go to trial. You know, he did pay him off and he claims that it was, uh, he's still innocent, but to innocent people usually tend to, uh, go to trial. Um, so I, I do like this. I was kind of, I'm not going to say I'm surprised because there's just, there's a crap ton of idiots on Twitter, but I was somewhat surprised that, a lot of the takes people were commenting on this, basically saying that all oh, these women, they're just opportunists. They're just out there for, you know, they got something to gain. All oh, these women, nothing happened to them and blah, blah, blah. Nothing happened so to them. I mean, yeah, one of them alleged that he's forced oral sex. Right. It's, you know, it's very like, dismissive. Like this, and, this is rape. And, you yeah, know, it, and then NFL people, turns a blind eye. Oh, well, we gave him 11 games with right. pay because that was part of his deal with the Browns. Is that he received all his money? He didn't. He didn't receive any kind of uh, doc from the dean from this. I think he didn't get pay for the eleven games. However, the way the Browns structured the right. deal was he was only going to get paid like three hundred grand for right. these eleven games, and then all that extra, what was it like two hundred million guaranteed or whatnot, is all going to be in the next. That's few, what few I'm years. saying. In the next so, years, yeah, he didn't lose any money. So they did. They they worked the system. Three hundred yep. grand of his nothing. That's yeah. like the first five and, minutes of the first quarter in his right. next next uh, yeah, the, uh, contract. 
the NFL fined him, I think it was five million, and then there was like an extra million. So grand total it was like six and a half million, which he's gonna make that in a couple games next year. Uh so yeah, the money was was for sure just a slap on the wrist. So yeah, I'm I'm glad they're there. I'm glad it's just gonna be back in the public glad to just kind of remind everyone of what the NFL is about. You know, they they want to act all, oh, love is the answer and have their slogans out there in the end zone and and have their decals on everyone's helmets. Uh, what about uh, sexual abuse? You're going to put some of that, some yeah, of those that decals be on your uh, helmets? Uh, cause, uh, cleats for cause or whatever right. is the thing right now, right? Yeah, uh, exactly. It, no, you're absolutely right. This puts an actual tangible face on what happened. You you know, only 10 is is unfortunate because there was above 30, right? Like there was there's was there was a lot. 40. There was a lot of women. This, I want to say he settled like 24, but there was an additional like 20 something else, but I guess they just didn't have enough to actually move forward with anything. Yeah, I think it was uh I think 23 cases were settled settled in uh August, I believe. Um and but nonetheless, he it, it, this goes back to your point where you were saying this This speaks to the greed of the NFL. This speaks to the greed of the, the Cleveland Browns, really. You know, like if you're if you're a fan of uh, the Cleveland Browns, like this is this is what your franchise is all about. Yeah, um, LeBron. And, and this is exactly this is what uh, the, the league is all about. Like as long as, um, you know, you, you, you can uh, make that money and, and, and be a, a decent player, uh, we're going to turn a massive blind eye. Um, to to what you do and 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 how you victimize people. Um, again, we have these loopholes in our legal system. We have this this ability for the elites to get by with things that the average yeah. folk wouldn't be able to do because we don't have that um, fu money to where we can go pay off of our victims to go yep. shut the hell up and go sit in the corner and act like nothing happened. Um, so so there's that. Uh, but uh, this this at least brings it to the forefront again. This is something that hopefully uh, the, the 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 coverage, the, the sports reporters, all of them will have to face. I know that Watson; he's not been commenting on this. He's he's not even right. like, making comments at all. Um, he's going to have to deal with that, hopefully. Uh, and and I hope it becomes a theme for him. I hope it haunts him uh, for the rest of his career, frankly, because that's all he deserves. And the Browns hopefully will continue to suck as they've historically sucked because that's all they deserve too. You know, yep. when you structure a deal the way that they did to where it's really not going to financially affect him. And like you said, the league, what, around $5 million we're going to find him? That's nothing. That's nothing to this yep. guy. Um, and, and so he's going to continue on. Uh, meanwhile, again, if you or I were to do something like this, we would be uh, hopefully serving jail time. But you know what? If that's the case, then that should be the case for him. Um, there should that's be right. equality out there in the world. There should be real equality, equality of law, you know, uh, uh, equality of the justice system. And um, it, that definitely does not affect uh, our, our, uh, the, the elites, the, the, uh, the, 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 million, uh, the millionaires and then some. Um, yeah, you know, out justice there in the world. is supposed to be blind. But to your point with the media, the media, you yeah. know that they are completely corporately ran and they're only going after narratives. They run block. They run they block are for the NFL. Mum. You know, in the in most in other scenarios, they would just be harping on them. Every question he would get would be about this question, question, question. But no, they're they're quiet about it. They're quiet about it. Meanwhile, in the NBA, you know, there's a certain subject they're just going to harp on it, even though it has literally nothing to do with the sport whatsoever. Uh, they're going to get into it. They're going to get into politics and 
it's it's disgusting you know with like lebron james again one of the dumbest people on the planet in my opinion um is is trying to chastise the media for not asking him about a jerry jones picture that was taken like 57 right. or oh, way more than that like 65 years ago or something like that it's like first off it's it's basketball uh, that you play. Why are we going to ask you about football? Um, I have a prepared, so I have a prepared like, comment. Hey, Nobody you, asked you, me about it. Yeah. He's like, it's, it's my job. My handlers are telling me that I need to try and stoke the, the flame with this one. Right. So you guys kept asking me about Kyrie all day long. Well, yeah, you did play with him. He is in the NBA. It's your same sport. So there is kind of a, uh, some familiarity there. Subject matter that they should be asking you about. And then uh, remember when they asked you about it and you threw him under the bus promptly right. uh, the first couple times they asked uh, you about him? Oh, and then like uh, two weeks later, you, you try to save face after you saw the whole uh, backlash or blacklash, if you want to say that, of all the people calling you out and all the people tired of of uh, what you guys were doing to Kyrie. And now all of a sudden you're, you're Kyrie's supporter. Um, and now you want to try and uh, deflect and, and protect uh, – to now talk about Jerry Jones and a picture of when he was a teenager 15 years ago that where he just happened to be at this whole segregation uh, thing when we literally have a president that you openly support and you'll go to rallies for that supported segregation and has given speeches and has several quotes of supporting segregation. It's... Uh, yeah, but he they're doesn't want to. Their hypocrisy knows he, no bounds. Exactly, and, that's and it. it's and they never want to acknowledge this was sixty five years ago. It was a different world. What about all the progress we've made since then? What about Jerry Jones and all of the African American men that he's made millionaires? All the lives he's affected. What about right. that progress? You right. don't want to talk about the progress or acknowledge any of it. You want to harp on the negativity and you want to use it as an anchor to to weigh down any kind of progress that we can make. We got people in but this day and age, in 2022, still going on race, 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 race. When I know, this is and the it's most selective. Free, the most open, the, it's selective. It's selective, selective outrage. Like he's not sitting there, you know, commenting about the for, former governor of Virginia when he had the uh, either blackface or, right. or uh, a yearbook Clan photo outfits. of him in blackface or in a KKK outfit. He couldn't remember which one, but he was one of them, you know, or yep. Justin Trudeau in his multiple blackface uh, outfits. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to comment about that. He's not going to comment about the 30 plus victims of Deshaun Watson, the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns and the town his that, team. That, that he, yeah, his team, the town that he grew up in. He's, he don't want to comment on that. And then, like you said, the corporate sports media runs block for him. And, and, and all they do is they, they get their orders from, from high up. They get their orders from the leagues and, and they, they follow suit, you know? And, and it's just, to me, it's like, <laughs> The, the, the fake news aspect is a virus, and it's not yeah. just in politics. The fake news aspect is is in sports media, for sure. And they don't talk yep. about these guys. They don't challenge them, and, and then they let their hypocrisy lie. Uh, and they they don't they don't ever bring it to light, and they they frankly pretend that it doesn't even exist. And it's it's yep. it's obnoxious, you know, and and it's it's aggravating too. 
And it's a main reason why we do this show, you know, yeah, because we, we want to call this stuff out. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah. And especially right now, LeBron, with all the money that you make from Nike and the NBA that you make over in China, where they are literally having protests for freedom just to walk outside and not be locked down anymore because of their oppressive communist Chinese government that Apple is afraid to speak out against. Our president is afraid to speak out against. Uh, Nike's afraid to speak out NBA there. They will get right on you all day long. If you say one thing or post a documentary like Kyrie, they'll get on you right away for that. But when it comes to actual human violations and people getting murdered by, well, by yeah. tyrannical governments, if it affects their dollars, oh man, they and are it's, crickets it's living live and well with those, with that zero COVID policy that the Chinese yep. government has. I mean, it's happening. You see it right now on social media, living live and people do nothing about it. They don't talk about it. And then they have the audacity because it's like when I I was just watching one of these videos today and it's like, damn, God bless the second amendment there. I mean, right. these guys were all dressed up in all their all white surgical goon uh, uniform, ripping yep. somebody out of their apartment, just ripping them out because of whatever, uh, you know, uh, stamp color, you know, uh, status they have uh, connected to their personal being. And they, they've got to be taken away to some COVID camp. Um, you ain't doing that shit as long as the second amendment's around here. That's right. But the second that that shit's gone, you, 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 that's what you're voting which for. Is, that's how you're, why they've been going after it. Exactly. Why they've been going after it. But yeah, I want to talk about KKK. Look, look at these guys. They're in all white suits yeah. over there. Man, it's just, it's, <laughs> Basically yeah. lynching people, taking them off to concentration camps. And yeah, the, these people are crickets. Kyrie Irving, whether you agree with him or not, he never hurt nobody. He just right. out there. Posting links, trying to share information. Uh, yay, he's he's not out there hurting anybody. He's just out there speaking his mind, sharing information. These people are literally supporting regimes that are not just hurting pre people; they're they're killing and, tens and of they, thousands, and they millions keep of people. You from talking about it, they want to keep it. you from voicing your opinion. You have the right to have an opinion. You have the right to have a stupid opinion. You have the right to have a wrong opinion. You have the right to have an opinion. And with Elon Musk opening up Twitter and all the outrage in regards to that, I mean, the, the, there's there's so many things to keep in mind with with what is what is happening here. But the the thing that is the the theme here that needs to be focused on the most when you think about the outrage, you consider uh, how everybody's complaining about what Elon Musk is doing is that the left is freaking out over Twitter and it's not because they're freaking about about uh, that they're 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 fearful that like Elon Musk will censor them. They're mad because he's not going to censor you. The lowly right. person that doesn't deserve an opinion, doesn't deserve to say what you really think, doesn't deserve to, to challenge their status quo or their narrative in their minds. They're the ones that need to dictate, dictate truth. They're the ones that need to decide whether or not you have a voice. It has nothing to do with them being fearful of their voices being uh, taken away. It has everything to do with you having the right to have a voice. Think about that. And while you think about that, we're going to take a little moment to invite you to join our agenda to sideline the agenda by subscribing to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy your podcast entertainment. Go ahead, give us a five-star rating and tell your friends about the show. Also, you can just follow us on Twitter at Sideline Agenda. Sideline the agenda. Get off the sideline and into the game. Oh, man. Like I said, so much to talk about. And speaking of some of those uh, countries <laughs> in turmoil, you know, I, Iran being one of those countries, 
Um, but uh, let's focus on a little positive aspect in regards to the United States uh, men's soccer team in the World Cup. Um, they, uh, they answered the call uh, against Iran. They, they now advanced to the knockout stage of the World Cup for the first time since 2014. It wasn't just a historic day for the men's national team. However, it was a monumental day for the U.S. women's national team. Not sure if you knew this, but by advancing to the knockout stage, the U.S. men's team earned a payout of at least $13 million. Remember when we were talking about the old rainbow crest? Remember we were talking about all the, uh, you know, the, 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 the love, one love, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, it, it, in solidarity for the LGBTQ community <laughs> and, and uh, uh, FIFA put their foot down and all that went away. It's because there's a lot of money on the table, guys. Yep. It's because this has everything to do with money. Ch chase the money, follow the money, and then you will have the answers to any question you have. I promise you that. But uh, moving on uh, to this subject in regards to the World Cup, um, they got $13 million. Only half of that money, however, will go to the men's side, while the uh, U.S. women's national team will get the other half because the U.S. men's team and women's team recently signed a new collection bargaining agreement that states <laughs> that the prize money from World Cup is pooled together and split evenly between the two teams. Uh, so to, to put things into perspective here, the U S women's national team has won each of the last two women's world cups in 2015, the American women's earned 2 million and another 4 million for winning it all in 2019. So the U S women's national team earned more money, 6.5 million by simply watching the men's side beat Iran than it did by becoming back to back world champs. Isn't that convenient for them? Is that that equality they were speaking of so much about, you know, <laughs> boy, did they get, boy, did they know what they were doing and did they get the, the great end of this deal being able to sit on their asses while the men's advance, because that's clearly where all the money is. Sorry. That's where all the people want to put their eyes and effort is uh, the men's world cup, not the women's. So there's more Avenue right, revenue, there's more uh, uh, money to be thrown around, and um, they, they were able to make more doing nothing than um, what they did uh, being back-to-back -back World Cups. That's just, it's just crazy. Here, here this you is go, the people. world we live in, right? Yep. This is, if you want to have a small taste of what communism and socialism is like, where you can work your ass off and, and make all the money, but someone else that's just sitting there doing nothing is going to make just as much money as there you. There it is. You want to know why it doesn't work? Because now you're going to be like, hey, why do I have to work so hard if this person is going to be making the same as me? <laughs> there it is. It's like, what's the point of putting a good team together? We don't, we only get half the winnings. You know, what's the point of trying? We only get half the winnings. You know, it's like, there you are. You nailed, you, you I nailed mean, it, Chris. Even That's if socialism one of the, for you. Even if one of the dumbest people on TV, Mr. Don Lamont, even if he understands basic uh, capitalism where, hey, if you go out there and more people are going to be watching and more advertisements coming in, that means there's going to be more money. Therefore, you get paid more. It's just so basic. Like WNBA, nobody watches that crap. Women's sports in general, nobody really watches. So there's not going to be as much money there. It's just, it's it's basic. Well, it's like Don, you should just Don, be Don. happy that you're out there playing a sport for a living instead of <laughs> having to have a regular job and uh, be happy with your four million dollars and uh, winning the World Cup. And you know that that that's awesome. There, that's nothing to be uh, upset about. But yeah, it's just this whole. This, this, it's a sickness. This socialism. This we deserve it just because. 
just because. because. Yeah, just because. <laughs> I mean, you mentioned uh, CNN uh, uh, anchor Don Lamont who got demoted to that morning show, yeah. and he's sitting on their panel, two other women. Hmm, who do you think makes more? out of them. Yeah. You know, do yeah. you think he's splitting his earnings uh, with the ladies? I seriously doubt it, but uh, <laughs> you know, geez. Uh, but, but he fights the fight, right? You know, it's, it's the, uh, it's, it's the guy who takes the private plane to the uh, climate summit. Uh, well, I can try, yeah. I, I can yeah. be a gross polluter because I'm, I'm fighting for, for yeah. uh, the climate and, and so it's okay for me. <laughs> oh, their hypocrisy knows no bounds, right? Um, so good for them. Good for the women's team uh, uh, making it rain by sitting on their ass. Um, it's like, uh, you know, it, but, but you know what? The men's fault, I guess, you know, they yep, folded under the pressure that they, they created. they signed off on that, that's what they get. What the they women deserve. did a good job. They nagged the guys to, to hell. They said, we want to, we want a prenup, but our prenup needs to be in uh, in favor of us. We want to split everything 50-50. And they're like, but you don't make anywhere near what, okay, we'll do it. So how virtuous <laughs> and wonderful for them. Um, they advance, they do all the hard work, advance to the, to the knockout <laughs> round. Uh, and they only get half of, of the of the takings. <laughs> I, I got to bring this up. It's a little somewhat off talk where we were no, talking about it. Yay, yay earlier. And uh, I forgot to bring this up, but I think it's just, it's it's hilarious. I never really liked the guy. I don't know. There's always something about him. I hate the way he flops and whatnot. But uh, one of Ye's last tweets, he said that, oh, Mr. Chris Paul, uh, he, he <laughs> caught him with his CP3. ex-wife, Kim Kardashian. So... Uh, uh, recently, Mr. Chris Paul, yeah, is, uh, I don't, I don't know when, uh, but Chris Paul's a married man, and uh, now he's gonna be getting caught up in a lot of this drama. Oh, too. everybody's <laughs> going down. Oh my! But I goodness. love it. Air it out. Air it out. Let all Air these out. people you know that are <laughs> doing all this this sneaky stuff let let That's it all right. come out. Let everybody see Paul, what yeah, they're I, actually I made of. I, I never really liked the guy. I don't and, like uh, him. I'm not. I'm not surprised at all if this is if this is true. I mean, we already know that the the woman is a massive whore anyway so I mean, who hasn't she been with in, in, in I mean Hollywood. she's with that goon but, doing the Taco Bell commercials that idiot no, you she's know, not even with him anymore well, no I know He's but with, she was is my, oh, my, she was. my point yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> like, she's not the greatest judge of character either <laughs> oh yeah definitely say that again but oh, I just thought, <laughs> I thought that I was hilarious so, so yeah, that's like, the new you know drama what? right he's like while we're while we're breaking windows here I caught her with this guy and he posted a picture of Chris Paul it's like oh State Farm you might want to drop that guy he's gone new Nuclear. <laughs> Nuclear, it. yay. Zane, it is a damn good show. I, oh, I, I do man. enjoy it. Just watch it burn. Just watch the dumpster fire. Just take it in, folks. Oh, it's, it's good entertainment. I love it, We man. need to uh, have uh, Chris Paul, who plays for the Phoenix Suns. You know who they need to get as their new coach? They need to get old Ime Udoka over oh, there. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Ime, who's exactly <laughs> speaking dirty. He was like, Chris, you and I would make a damn good team. We can go out there oh, and win all kinds of rings. We gonna go not get NBA championship rings. We'll go get married women's rings. We can get them free throw, free get throw other, hoes. Get, get other men's wives. We, that's what we do. Oh God! <laughs> oh man! What a world! What a world we live uh, in. All right, there well, should be that Spider Man meme where they're all pointing at each other. Yeah, it should be Chris Paul right. and me. God. At each other. Well, this and speaking just, of email, I saw another post of uh the woman he cheated on uh, the actress uh nia long yeah she got mad not at ime which tells you a lot she got mad at the boston celtics for <laughs> publicizing it it's like what are you gonna get mad man, at the celtics these it's people just, man it's they, pretty sad they've got it no really foundation they got no moral <laughs> foundation they got no structure 
you know, oh, they, they want to, they, they, they have their inadequacies and their personal issues that they want to then direct towards, you know, objects and elements that really have <laughs> nothing to do with it. Your whole right. life is in a disarray and you want to go blame the Boston Celtics yeah. for letting blame something get out. You know, blame the employer opposed <laughs> to blame the people that, that, that actually hold the true responsibility for right. their actions. I mean... Are, are we not capable of running our own lives, people? Do we always have to then turn around and go, well, it is his fault. You know, I mean, come right. on, like take on some responsibility. Some accountability, responsibility. Arrested development all around, man. Everybody's just a bunch of grown-ass children, really, you know. Yep. Um, but uh, I, I, I'm, I'm loving the dumpster fire. We're going to have the yay section, the, the, the section of yay. Uh, I, I'm, I'm seeing it. I'm foreseeing it. It's going to be a weekly thing. Um, well, <laughs> real quick, let's move on. Let's move on to uh, college football. The college football playoffs is coming up roses. Um, the uh, CFP announced it will expand to a 12-team event in two years, completing an 18-month progress that was fraught with delays and disagreements. It is a monumental step that will bring in billions of dollars in television revenue and change the very fabric of the postseason. The announcement came a day after the Rose Bowl agreed to amend its contract for the 2024 and 2025 seasons. The uh, last hurdle uh, college football playoffs officials needed cleared to triple the size of what is now a four-team format. Expansion is expected to produce about $450 million in additional gross revenue for the conferences and schools that participate. The CFP's current 12-year contract with ESPN runs through the 2025-26 season. Uh, college football playoffs officials have said that they would like to explore having multiple broadcast partners. Of course they would, because that would mean more money in the next cycle. Amazon. Exactly. Apple. Yeah, Apple. Exactly. Exactly. That is definitely the next step. Um, so uh, what do you think about this? I mean, I know that uh, uh, for myself, um, I, I, as a Pasadenian, um, as, as we both are or have been at least in the past, uh, growing up in that area, I'll just say, um, you know, the, the, the Rose Bowl uh, was obvious. I mean, the Rose Bowl itself is, is, is the, the cliche granddaddy of the them all. It truly is. And uh, it is the tradition of, you know, the Rose Parade in the morning and then the Rose Bowl game, you know, in the early afternoon, of course, between the Pac-12 and the and, and then Big t uh, Ten. So, uh, you, you know, that aspect of a game, you know, I, I, I don't know but myself personally, I don't know that I'm as married to whether or not it's the Pac-12 versus the Big Ten, you know what I mean? Um, because that has changed in, in previous moments in the past when they were doing the, the, the college playoff system. Um, but, uh, I do, however, hope that this doesn't affect a, a new year's day game. Um, yeah. if they join the bowl system, I know that they've expressed that they want that, uh, schedule to remain the same, but ESPN who owns the broadcasting rights from what I understand has, uh, been, um, uh, hasn't necessarily committed, been non-committal regarding that whether or not that will be the case. So there is a scheduling, you know, that the scheduling is is still up in the air. There may very well not be a Rose Bowl game on January first. To me, that's highly problematic from a, somebody who's a, from a traditionalist, from somebody who likes to to who who thinks that that, that that's a wonderful event for 
the the, the city of Pasadena in, in, in Southern California. I mean, I know that the majority of people in the country probably don't care one way or the other, but I, I know that we care about that. Um, yeah. So, A, in regards to this, uh, do you think that this was the right decision by the Rose Bowl? Um, and then also... Uh, what do you think in regards to the the twelve game? Because you were you were thinking that they were going to expand to eight, um, but uh, the twelve game expansion, uh, I see a lot of potential here, but but there's a lot of potential for them to get it wrong. Uh, so yeah. so what are you thinking in regards to this new news about them expanding um, as early as uh, uh, what not next year, but the the following year, correct? Yeah, they're going to do it pretty quickly. Um, I I'm actually as far as the twelve game playoff, I I don't mind it at all. I I. Yeah. Am on the same side as you as as far as you know we both grew up in Pasadena we had the tradition of we'd go down watch the Rose Parade and then get home just in time to watch the Rose Bowl and oh, yeah. we'd have you know the stealth fighter jets and all them come flying over so I really hope that the Rose Bowl sticks to their guns and make sure that there's at least a game on that same day because that's just a great tradition it's great for the city. Um, I, I hope really so. I, I don't know if they'll have a say. The case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I, I, I agree. I hope I hope that I hope at least ESPN will look to accommodate that. They they should. I mean right. that would be the greatest eyes. Should. You know, right. you still have the Fiesta Bowl. You have the Orange Bowl, the Sugar Bowl. These all happen on New Year's Day. I I would be I I frankly just be you know godsmacked if they did not you right. know include those games on that day. I, I because I mean everybody's got the day off. It just makes sense. Right. I I actually would love to have them if they're going to do the playoff system. Uh, if you guys are listening, organizers, uh, get and the playoffs started I've got early. Some great ideas, exactly. Get, get them started yep. early. Get them started late November, uh, early December, if you have to, to where they are concluding on either on New Year's or nearly after that. I I really would hate to see this go into late January. I already hate that the national championship game is like two weeks or like we yeah, have into it's January. A big who cares at that uh, point? I really used to love when it would it basically would all finish on January first or second. You didn't have to wait that many days. Everyone's on vacation. Everyone can watch the games. Uh once you start getting several weeks into January, people are starting the grind again. They're going back to work and like Yeah, you're getting NFL in your playoffs year, are right? gonna start. It's just come on, get get this over with. So get the playoffs, get them get them if going. If they can get them to the final uh, what four, I guess, at that point. Right. Uh excuse me. Yeah. Final two, maybe. Well, see again, you have then the it's Rose gonna be Bowl, it's gonna be yeah, where the bowl orange right. and fiesta. So those right. should all be the final four games. Um, that would be eight teams, the final eight, uh, right. and then they could do. So then you would just have what two more games yeah, after that? Exactly. See, we got so it all figured out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got to have yeah. When whenever you're going to have that big round, so maybe you get the first round. Uh, Was it mid December? Uh, I think yeah, around yeah, Christmas. I mean yeah, exactly. I think and, that's exactly right. Yeah. Then New Year's, you've got your what final four. Yeah, between uh, fif- the fifteenth of December and on, you can start your bowl games. Right, um, and uh, I, I think that you could find it to where you hit those four bowl games uh, on New Year's Day, and then, you, like you said, you get the the, the, the final two uh, games after that. Right, I guess you would have. I guess you would have three more games. Right, right. You, you you'd have. Uh, yeah, so you the, still get the majority of all right. the, the big name bowl games, like all the ones you were saying. 
And then you've only got maybe a couple more games left. You, you don't have to stretch it all the way into the end of January. So, I mean, we'll see what they come up with. But, yeah, I, I would definitely would love to make sure that they maintain that January 1st Rose Bowl tradition because it is a great tradition. That, that parade's been going on forever. And it is real cool to see the cheerleaders and the bands come down, do their bit, and then uh, go right nicely. to the stadium and, and yeah. then they, they play the game. It, it, it is. It's, just, it's a great and, thing. And also, it's great for those who travel to see the game who are going to come to the Rose yeah. Bowl. It gives them that event to, to, to participate in. It's great for the city because that's just more revenue. And uh, hopefully they don't... Hopefully they keep that tradition alive. I, I think they'd be hard-pressed to turn their back on that. Um, and, and, and so I, I'm, I'm, I'm remain hopeful regarding that. So let me, let me throw this at you because it's 12 games, right? 12 teams, excuse me. So, uh, what do you think about this? Because going back to our, our previous, uh, conversation on the pod, uh, where we were talking about the conference championship games and that these should matter, right? Because yeah. I think we all collectively agree that in college football, those games need to mean something. Um, so uh, what do you think as far as this as a format for the 12 game play, excuse me, 12 team playoff system? So uh, of course, there's multiple conferences uh, in college football, but we really only have the five core, right? We've got the Atlantic right. Coast, the power the, five, yeah, yeah the power five, the big 12, the big 10, the uh, um, what else? The, the Pac 12, the SEC. Uh, SEC uh, and, and that's all of them, right? And and of course you've got other, you know, you got like the Mountain West, Mountain and you've West. got uh, you, you've got your independence, you know, uh, all those schools. So, what I propose is that you have f- out of you have the five core conferences. Whoever wins their conference uh, championship game automatically gets into the playoffs. Okay, people yep. are gonna have a problem with that. Oh no, you gotta go by your stupid rankings. <laughs> no, bullshit. No. Those those games need to matter. You need to yep. win your conference. The conferences need to matter. And that can help promote, you know, certain teams, certain, excuse me, certain colleges, schools, because that's ultimately what they are, guys. Uh, schools right. uh, entering uh, some of these conferences, uh, potentially. You know, like the independent ones, you got Notre Dame, you got BYU. Okay, join a conference or... So you have the core five conferences. If you win your conference uh, championship game, you can go. Then you have, in essence, five buys, right, across the college football. Five buys. That can be ranked. They can be multiple teams from the same conference. You know, it's it, that, that, can, that can harpen back to that rank wins-loss system, okay? Sure. The, how people vote, strength, power rating, rankings, all that kind of stuff, okay? Five, five. Two have to be, have to be non-five, uh, not power five conference schools. So, but they have to be within some of those other conferences. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so they like have to be a Mountain West. The- Right, whoever they have wins to be a that mid-American. conference. Well, yes, from a power ranking standpoint, from a voting standpoint, it doesn't necessarily. See, that's where I probably stray. Where I don't know if it matters. In theory, it should matter. In theory, you should win your conference. But yes, uh, they they take two. They're required because again, it's all about equality. It's all about representation. Right. <laughs> two uh, honor. Uh, two non-conference. Not excuse me. Not independent. Uh, uh, BYU right. doesn't fall under this this two. Notre Dame right. doesn't fall under this two. The only way for those guys to get in is for them to win out on that five uh, ranking. Right. Be one of the top ten teams yeah. in the league. In the exactly. Nation. Yeah. 
Exactly. That's the only way. They, but then you have the two. So you always have a shot of having a Boise State or, you know, uh, uh, I don't a know. UCF. Or, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Those guys a, can a get David in. story. I like that. Yeah. Right? Pretty yeah. good, no, right? No, I, I, I do like that because, yeah, you know, it's been a while now. But, yeah, there was that that huge upset win. It was an amazing game, Boise State and Oklahoma. Right. Uh, there was a few years back, I think UCF went undefeated, but, you know, because they're in a conference like that, they, they're not going to be in any kind of big game. So, yeah, there's always those those teams that, you know, everyone has never really heard but here's of, the but thing they have too a great about year. Those, they, they deserve they, a shot. They have a great year. Like, I remember that Boise State game, and then what happened after that? We had, like, an endless array of continued, like, Boise State representation, and they would just get right. clobbered <laughs> because people yeah. were still high off of the previous, you know, sure. win several years ago, thinking that they were still, you know, on par with some of these other squads. So, in theory, this would drastically cut down on these non-competitive games, though you yeah. would have a handful that weren't, that they're just, come on, come on, they're just, it's just honorable mentions. It's just the ability of some of these teams to get representation in the college playoffs. It's the ability of, of forcing the issue with some of these non-big conferences to represent uh, uh, those those other uh, maybe obscure conferences, but but also again, there's travel revenue there. There's 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 it, it's 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 just all good for uh, college football as a whole. But I think that you're still ultimately. Let's be real. We're we're giving ten uh, ten looks. Yeah. We're, you know, we're, we're we're giving five for sure. Uh, I mean, because you could end up having like four teams from the SEC. You know, like you right. really could. Um, and, and I'm sure and, you will. And you will, you know, and, and that's okay. But 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 I still think that the conference uh, championship games need to mean something. Uh, conference play, the emphasis on that, I think, should be, you know, uh, uh, looked at, re-looked at, and, and, and reinstated. Um, and, and, and to me, then, then this would ultimately have a shot at involving everybody. All eyes would be on this. Um, and, and the possibility of getting into the playoff system would would seem probably a little more attainable to some of these more obscure schools and yeah. the schools that just went outright, um, you know, would be, uh, I don't know. To me, that's the best way of doing yeah, it. Yeah, I, I really like that. Uh, let me ask you this. So with with NCAA basketball, we kind of have, it's like a one and done thing. If you're good, you go and you play and you're gone. So it's really right. killed the product of NCAA basketball. Is this deal that football is getting, we're already starting to see the players getting paid. We're already starting to yeah. see these massive transfers going on with all this extra money that's going to be coming in there. Is this going to incentivize guys to stay? Therefore, are we going to start getting some really good college football these next several years? Are we going to start getting some programs that, you know, you got some guys in there that instead of jumping after two years, they decided to stay all four years and you you get some some big juggernauts for for a while now. And then all this extra money, they're just going to continue. I, I kind of don't want to see the, the situation where, it's just the same teams all the time because right. now they've got the money. So maybe it will be bad in that regard. But to your point, if you can get some of those outer, you know, outside of the big five, if they can get a shot and then maybe they start to get some, so then maybe you can start to kind of rotate it and start getting some other new faces in there. Um, I, I think it could either be really bad or it could be really good. Well, I think it's it's a great point because I think that it's, it's a double edged sword. Like for example, I'm just I, when you mentioned it, I, I thought of Caleb Williams, or, uh, uh, the USC, USC quarterback. quarterback um, yeah, you know where I think that 
A, because of uh, name, image, and likeness, he's probably, if I, in my opinion, if he's smart, he's going to stay. He's a sophomore, yeah. right? He's going to stay right. the next two years at USC because that guy can just make much more money than he can as a rookie in the NFL, in my opinion, just with uh, you know all the advertisements, you know, endorsement deals that he's going to get and going to be allowed to receive. His ability is only going to attract uh, folks uh, from the transfer portal to uh, USC. Right. USC is only going to get better. And so to right. your point, they will be a repetitive team in the playoff system but that if we say outside the five you know let's you know the as far as the there is guaranteed a two potential two slots uh in the playoffs some of those guys who may not be able to head to a usc or any of these you know numerous sec teams like they're they're gonna they're gonna have a shot at notoriety right. um, on on some of these smaller squads that would still have a shot at getting in. Um, so I don't know. Does it does, would it completely stave off just the you know the powerhouse uh, college football squads that would grow over the next two years for three years? You know I don't know that it would, but I think it would it would do enough. It would in, it would entice enough players. To, to head for uh, other pastures at a shot at, you know, like I said, getting a little bit of notoriety in the playoff yeah. system um, uh, to to head to some of these other, uh, you know, schools that they may not, would not have previously considered. Um, yeah. Because uh, if you just go from you know, a ranking system, like you're, then nothing changes, you know, right. in, in, in my opinion, then it's always going to be about the, the top 12 slots, you know, and, and right. I, I don't think it should be that. I think, you know, and, and so, and, and, and then it also by making the conference championship games matter, then the competitiveness within the conference matters. And so you're not right. going to just have it be default Alabama, default USC, default, you know what I mean? Like, and everybody's right. going to transfer there. They're, you know, you do have a shot at winning uh, that final game and making your way to the playoffs. Um, so, so, like I said, I I think that that's probably, especially in the wake of name, image, and likeness, that that's the best way that you have a shot of 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 spreading the talent and ability. Yeah, and you know, taking the top ten teams, I mean that that's plenty. If you're not in the top ten, like, what do you really think you deserve to be in the, the right. national championship <laughs> hunt anyway? So yeah, to take one of those, those two of those other non-Big Five, whoever's the got the best record or, or won their conferences or whatever. Just, yeah, because I, I think as a nation, it just, everyone loves that David versus Goliath story, and you, you're yeah. bound to get an upset here or there. Uh, you know, they that's why they love the tournament. You get these teams that come out of nowhere and knock off these number one, number two seeds. So to add that element to the, the college playoff for football, I think would be a, a smart move. All right, well, uh, because of time, why don't we just uh, look to uh, NFL Sunday Week 13. Uh, is there any games that really uh, capture your eye? I know uh, you, as I, definitely are excited about that uh, Miami Dolphins 49ers game. Um, this is going to be great. Yeah. we got Tua Tagovailoa with his, his his tandem wide receiving core and Waddle and, and Hill against the, uh, the, the top defense in the league. Uh, defense, the old battle of defense versus offense. I'm excited about this. What What do you think about this game? I'm 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 hopeful that Miami wins this one, just because you know we're uh, we're NFC West Rams fans and always like to see the 49ers go down. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's that's never a bad thing. Um, yeah, very intriguing. I mean, Tua has yet in a game that he started, he's he's yet to lose. 
Um, and that offense, you know, they're they're really humming on all cylinders. They they jumped out to a thirty to nothing lead just last week against you know it was Houston, but still very impressive in the NFL. So the 49ers, you know, they're our pick to probably go to the Super Bowl. Um, it's going to come down to them and probably Philadelphia. Um, so yeah, that defense is great. This is going to be a great match. It's really going to be a, a good one to see where these teams are at because yeah, those two receivers with the Dolphins are electric. Tua has shown that, you know, he can do it against basically anyone. They beat the Bills earlier this season, and we'll see kind of how real is that 49ers team because it's not really their defense that's the problem. It's their offense that right. sometimes can kind of uh, give be a little sluggish. So can they keep up with the Dolphins? Yeah, it, a, lot of, a lot of questions to be answered in this one, so it'll be a great one to watch. Speaking of Philly, uh, Philadelphia Eagles, they're going to host the Tennessee Titans. Old A.J. Brown making his return to Philadelphia. Uh, this this seems like a good test for the Eagles again. Uh, Eagles have a soft schedule, like I think is the second softest uh, this year in the league. And so they're a 10-1 um, record is 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 not necessarily surprising. So you got the seven and four Tennessee Titans heading into Philadelphia. Uh, of course, you know we say this every time. It comes down to what Derrick Henry can do uh, against that right. defense. Philadelphia has got a great defense, got a great front four. Got a, I mean, just all around defense, really good good defense. Uh, so I, I, I'm if anybody can beat them, I think uh, you know uh, Tennessee Titans can do yeah. it. Uh, so this this should be. It's, I have seen some cracks as far as the Eagles are concerned. Uh, I'm, I'm excited about this one. This is going to be another good game. Yeah, I agree. I think this is going to be somewhat of like what the Indianapolis Colts and Eagles game was a couple of weeks ago where the Eagles, they won it, but man, they squeaked it out at the end. They were losing most of the game. I would not be shocked if the Titans go in there and, and take this one, especially after the Eagles gave up so many points to the Packers who've been s- struggling to score. Uh, their run game was working pretty well. Um, but it just seems like the Eagles, they they got too much firepower, so they, they, they could probably you know, throw up enough points that they need to, but the Titans, you know, they, they play good defense as well. So this is going to, this is going to be another one. That's going to be really uh, interesting to see how these, these teams face off. Absolutely. And I think the uh, other game, the last game that uh, we've got our eyes on is the Kansas city chiefs heading to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Uh, you know, you, you got the high flying offense of the nine and two chiefs uh, going into uh, Cincinnati to take on Joe Burrow, who's who's been up and coming lately. I mean, their their, their game was their offense was definitely questionable, but it seems to have, they've they, they've gotten back on track. They've they've found that continuity. They've they, they've found uh, that momentum. Uh, I'm not envying the Chiefs having to do this, though I always hold strong that I, b- I believe the Chiefs play ba- better when they're on the road. They seem to have a little more umph behind their offense, umph behind their game, uh, though it doesn't help that Justin Reed apparently is starting to talk trash with uh, uh, the, the the Bengals, Hayden Hurst, and uh, L- Lamar Chase. So <laughs> um, what do you think of this game? Uh, I'm hopeful that the Chiefs can come in and, and knock off the Bengals uh, and, and, and take it to 10-2. and two. But uh, if anybody can beat the Chiefs, I, I believe the Bengals are. This is going to be a great, great uh, NFC championship, uh, excuse me, um, AFC championship game uh, uh, rematch, right, uh, between these two, these, these, these two powerhouses. Yeah, this game I think comes down to Mahomes. Did he learn his lesson from the last match? They got out to that big lead, and he played one of the worst halves I've ever seen anyone play ever in the second half of that game where he, I don't know, he just seemed like he was scared to get rid of the ball. Uh, Sometimes he'll just hold on to the ball too long, 
and he won't get his quick reads out and, and just take the little plays. Um, so we'll see. Uh, if he learned his lesson and he can make his quicker reads and get rid of the ball and pump it to Kelsey, I, I like the Chiefs' chances. But, yeah, the Bengals have been coming on strong lately. So wouldn't be shocked for them at home to uh, defeat the Chiefs again because the Chiefs, they can be kind of uh, – they can be high-flying, and then out of nowhere they can just come to a complete stop. So uh, I would still pick the Chiefs to win this. But, uh, you know, we've seen it before with the Bengals. So, yeah, an- another really great one to see. Just heard from the uh, Tampa Bay police. They're still trying to get Antonio out of the house. <laughs> Antonio, come on out. This is Tom Brady. You don't have to do this, bud. <laughs> I don't think they're ever going to get him out. Come on, let's win a ring. <laughs> All right, well, that's going to do it for us. Thanks so much for listening to Sideline the Agenda. Uh, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast with you on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy your podcast entertainment. Give us a five-star review and tell your friends about the show. You can also subscribe or follow us on Twitter at Sideline Agenda. My name's Scott, and that's Chris. This has been Sideline the Agenda. Get off the sideline and into the game. <laughs>